0: Over 300,000 travel experiences you'll remember. Do more with Viator. Experiences are what people love the most about travel. That's why they love Viator. They have over 300,000 bookable experiences and something for everyone. Plus, their travel experiences have millions of real traveler reviews, so you have the information you need to book the best activities for your trip. Download the Viator app now and use code VIATOR10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Give online in our mobile app insights, or text the word giving to 59769. Remember to love God, love people, and love life.
1: I, take insides, we're taking over? I got the Harvest mobile app. This word is going to be good for us today. Let's say it together. I'm ready to receive and fully submit to God's word, which is the lamp to my feet and the light to my path. In this year of fruitfulness, I will manifest good results in every area of my life. In Jesus' name, amen. Father, we pray now that you customize, tailor-make this word for us, your people today. We declare that nothing, somebody shout nothing. Nothing. Yeah. That nothing would impair, nothing would impede us from receiving from your word today. Father, today as we learn your word, your scripture says that the word of God is like a dual-edged sword. What does that mean? It means that it shows us what needs to be cut and changed and then it gives us the grace to do it. I pray that as we hear this word, we move on this word. As we hear this word, we change because of this word. Not to condemn us, but to lift us. Not to beat us down, but to build us up. Give us life today from your word in Jesus' name. Can I get you to release a praise in this place, let 15, please listen. In case you don't know what season your neighbor is in, somebody say it's winning season. I need you to make sure that you believe that and that everybody around you believes that. I don't care what your last season of life was, you and I have stepped into winning season. What does that mean? I don't care what losses you had for the first eight months of this year. That was then, but you've stepped into winning season. I don't care what didn't go right the first eight months of this year. That was then, but now you're in winning season. Can I get you to just declare this over yourself? Say, I'm in winning season yeah how do you know that Bishop? because the bible says that god always leads us into triumph which means god's always taking me from glory to glory from faith to faith and from win to win would you please touch your neighbor on your left and your right tell them say you're in winning season Uh uh-uh that's the wrong neighbor that's the wrong neighbor because they didn't shout when you told them the season that you were in i need you to try somebody else tell them i'm in winning season and see how they respond watch this I and this ain't just about you this is about everybody that's connected to you God said this is the time for your entire squad to go up this is the time for your entire family to go up you've spent enough days down you've spent enough days discouraged you've spent enough days depressed you've spent enough days in your past it is winning season Now, that's important to know because if you can't declare your season, please understand, I have been trying to milk every little bit of summer I can. So I am committed to wearing shorts. And yesterday I was doing my exercise, and I had on shorts and a t-shirt. And I walked outside at about 530, and it was freezing. And I said, this is a mess. I said, who hit the button to change the weather? Watch this. this. Watch this. The circumstances were announcing to me that the season was changing. I'm here to tell somebody watch this what's going on around you ain't to shut you down It's to announce to you it's winning season. What's going on around you is not to depress you It's to announce to you it's winning season. I need you to change how you're looking at what you're going through. I need you to change how you're looking at what you're experiencing. It is not to put you down. God says it's to finally get you on. It's to finally get you to a place where you're winning. Somebody say I'm in winning season. So we're in week four of this series called the weapons of our warfare because the wind, you're going to have to fight. Stop. Many people want to win without a fight. That's not how you win. Many people think that God's just supposed to drop it on you. Uh, he just, he's just going to put it on you. That's not how it works. God told the children of Israel often. He says, listen, I've got all of this for you. In fact, it's yours. They may have had it once, but you got it all the time. It's yours. Watch me it is yours but you're gonna to have to fight for it now watch this when you face your enemy it's gonna feel like your enemy's bigger than you because they are shut up when you face your obstacle it's gonna feel like it's bigger than you because it is but if i be for you who in the world would there be against you i need you to know you ain't out here by yourself i need you to know that you ain't out here just doing this thing trying to figure it out uh, on your own god is with you somebody say god is with me So to win, you're gonna have to fight, and to fight, watch this, you're gonna need some weapons. So this this series is all about talking about the spiritual weapons that we have. And so we've learned so far that our weapons are spiritual. Say, my weapons are spiritual. Listen, our weapons aren't natural. And this will mess you up if you're used to fighting naturally but not knowing how to fight spiritually. Because you'll think that every, watch this, that every instance requires a response. You'll think that everything somebody says, you gotta go clap back naturally. You'll think that every time you got an issue with somebody, you gotta go deal with it naturally. What I've learned is that if you learn how to fight in the spirit, there's certain stuff you're never gonna have to deal with in the natural. There are certain things, watch this, that my praise will take that out for me. There are certain things that my worship will take that out for me. Come here. There are certain things that your prayer, some of y'all are always so busy trying to tell people what's on your mind, which is why you don't have any left. Instead, you need to learn how to put some prayer on that thing. I want you to slap somebody a high five, say, fight in the spirit, fight in the spirit. The Bible says that the heart of the king is in God's hand and he can turn it any which way he wants to. Which means watch this. Rather than trying to clap back at people, sometimes you need to learn how to pray because God will make them in the middle of the night have a change of heart. And I don't know why I'm preaching to at this 1115, but there's somebody that's about to have a change of heart in your favor. They may have told you no last month. Baby, that was then. You better go back and check again. They may have said it wasn't going to work last week. That was then. Go check again. Somebody say, I fight in the spirit. And I need you to know you ain't no punk in the spirit. What do you mean by punk? That's somebody that runs from fights. Please listen to me. Many times, watch this. People have mastered how to flex and pretend like they're strong. But then when it comes to spiritual things, they break down. I need you to know, watch this, that your enemy was actually a compliment. The only reason Goliath came up against David was to let David know your season has changed. He was letting David know you ain't fighting in the field no more, boy. You're getting ready to be promoted and you're getting ready to take the kingdom. I need some of you to know you're not sitting next to a lightweight. You're sitting next to a heavyweight. Baby, if you knew the hell they had to deal with and the mess they had to overcome and the nights they wanted to commit suicide, but somehow, I wish you knew you weren't sitting next to a lightweight. Smiling at somebody next to you and say, you're a heavyweight in the spirit. That's why people come and ask you to pray for them. Why? They know things get done. That's why when you start praising, something shifts in your whole section. Why? Because you're a heavyweight. That's why your family tried to put you down. Why? Because they knew there was something strong about you. you. So, so, so 2 Corinthians 10, 4. For the weapons of our warfare are not of the flesh. That means they're not natural. In other words, we fight spiritually first, then we know what to do naturally. Don't get it twisted. It is not saying that we don't have to do anything naturally. If you grew up in church, you only learned how to be spiritual. You didn't learn how to take your spiritual to the natural. So you learned how to pray, watch this, but then you didn't learn how to slay. You learn how to be spiritual, but you weren't necessarily taught that you could also be successful. It's not either or, it's both and. Which means I get to be spiritual and successful. Come here, Revelation 5.10. And I have made you kings and priests, and you shall reign on the earth. Which means I don't have to pick being spiritual or successful. I get to be both. So we fight spiritually first so we know what to do naturally. See, when I pray, then I know how to talk to that person tomorrow. Come here. When I worship, watch this. There are certain things that are going to change so in the natural, I don't have to deal with that thing. But watch what Paul says. This is 2 Corinthians 5. He says, but they have divine power. Say divine power. In other words, we have spiritual weapons that when they're used, they produce supernatural results. Your life is not supposed to be natural. So stop thinking that your obstacles should be. What do you mean by that? What's supernatural? Beyond natural. We serve a supernatural God. God is so amazing. Say how amazing is he? That instead of routing them around the sea, he just spreads the sea, makes the land dry, and says, walk, walk, walk. You're not hearing me. God is so amazing. Say, how amazing is he? Amazing. That instead of reducing the people, he simply makes a little food go further. He takes two fish and five loaves of bread and feeds 5,000 men plus women and children, which means approximately fifteen to 20,000 people got fed off of Captain D's two-piece. I don't think you understand. Somebody say that's supernatural. God is so amazing. So how amazing is he? Amazing. Then watch this. He takes some mud and puts it in a man's eyes and said, go wash your eyes in the pool. And when the man opens his eyes, he can see for the first time. And he says, all I know is once I was blind, but now I see. God is amazing. He does supernatural stuff. Stuff that when you look at it, there's nothing else to say except God did it matter of fact you and i let's tell the truth you have been experiencing some supernatural things already in your life that if you tell the truth there are certain things that when you look at you can say there's no way except god did that that wasn't your education that wasn't your background that wasn't your pedigree that wasn't who you knew god stepped in and he did something supernatural for you i just need to check the room is there anybody that's seen god do something supernatural and i need you to make this declaration saying he's about to do it again You ain't saying nothing to me. Say it like you mean it. Say he's about to do it again. He ain't made his best move yet. You are about to see it. He's not done his greatest thing yet. You are about to see it. Just when you think he can't do no more, God outdoes himself. He's the God from faith to faith and glory to glory and level to level. He's amazing. Say how amazing is he? So amazing. He gives us supernatural weapons that are simple though. They're supernatural, but they're simple. Sometimes the issue with many Christians is they're trying to be too deep. Uh, and the problem with being deep is you're going to get lost down there. You know, you ever met somebody so deep that they ain't nice? You just don't understand my anointing. Baby, you need to come up. You're going to drown down there. Still... If your idea of deep makes you mean and curt, that ain't deep. That ain't the Holy Ghost. You got a g- holy guess. Y'all playing with it. I need you to stop thinking that being spiritual means you get to be mean to people and be a jacktail to people. Y'all ain't saying nothing to me. Fifth Sunday, I'll say what I want to say, but it's fourth. Watch me. These are simple weapons. So the first weapon was repentance. The second was focus. The last was serving. Today's message is a healthy heart. Say healthy heart. By heart, I do not mean the one that pumps blood. I mean the one the Bible refers to, which is your mind. In Scripture, whenever you see the word heart in the Old Testament, Genesis to Malachi, it's this word more often than not leb, L-E-B, which means your mind. In the New Testament, Matthew to Revelation, it is this word cardia in the Greek, which means mind. So check it out. Whenever you see heart in Scripture, it refers to your mind. It refers to your what's on your mind. Now, interestingly enough, and let me just say this. Whenever you see people say, you can't just have it up here. You got to get it in here. You're going to get heart disease because this pumps blood. You ain't supposed to get nothing in here, okay? I need you to know when the Bible says heart, it's talking about your mind. Say my mind. Now, check this out. Interestingly enough, our natural hearts teach us something about our biblical heart because all of the blood in your body has to be pumped through your heart. That's what the heart does. It beats, and what is it doing? It's pumping blood. When your heartbeat is right, your blood flow is right. What does blood represent in the scripture? Your life. When your heart's right, your life is right. But when your heart beats off, when you got an irregular heartbeat, all of a sudden now, your life doesn't flow just right and so what happens is that for many people your natural heart our natural heart is teaching us a spiritual principle the principle is this check this out that everything all of the blood rather in your natural body has to be filtered through your heart check this out that's just how it is with our biblical heart which we've learned is our mind everything is filtered through your heart so if something is wrong with your heart it's filtered to every part of your body Whatever in your heart it ends up in your body which means if there's something wrong with your heart, it'll end up in your hands. If there's something wrong with your heart, it'll end up in your feet. If there's something wrong with your heart, it watch this, it will carry disease to other parts of the body that it wasn't in before. Which is why if you don't get your heart right, watch this, you're wondering why your marriage is messed up. And you'll say, but I don't know where it came from. Maybe it came from your heart that something was transferred from another part of your life to this part of your life. Every, all of the blood, rather, in your body has to travel through your heart, which means whatever in your heart, it's filtered to every part of your body. And this is why sometimes it's hard to change our habits, because what we've been through has injected things into our heart. And so your heart's like a filter. I started dealing with this on Wednesday. Your heart's like a filter. Say a filter. Um, uh, in a vacuum. That's amazing. They sell these vacuums called Never Lose Suction Vacuums. But the truth is, is that all of these vacuums have a filter that you have to clean, because if you don't clean it, it'll lose suction why because the vacuum can't operate without a filter it needs something to keep the dirt it watch this that's injected into it to keep it out of the atmosphere so watch this what happens is watch this Uh, your neighbor's been through a whole lot here's the truth they won't tell you so i'll tell your story for them their story for them they've been lied on they've been cheated talked about (laughs) mistreated they've been used abused they've been betrayed they've been hurt, they've been disappointed. People that they put themselves out there to help have treated them like yesterday's garbage. Come on, can we tell the truth? They've had people that made them, promised them the sun, the moon, the rain, the stars, and couldn't get them a Happy Meal. Y'all ain't say nothing. So what happens is, as we go through life, our heart is bruised. Our heart is beaten. Our heart, watch this, is broken. And so some of y'all today, watch this. While we having praise and worship, you were singing a Tony Braxton song, talking about Unbreak My Heart. If you can't say it first, watch this. And if you can't say it up front, I don't want to hear you say it now. Some of y'all begging people to love you. I need you not to think that, watch this, you're so low, you got to beg somebody to love you. You got to beg somebody to be there for you. Baby, if you don't want to be there for me, thank you. Next, I'll find a, you better switch from Tony and get a Beyonce annoying everything in the box to the left. I can have another you in a minute. Matter of fact, the Uber will be here any minute. <laughs> but when your heart's been broken, you'll beg people to love you. You'll beg friends to stay. You'll beg family members to stay. You'll beg people to do right. Wait a minute, got quiet. Some, it ain't, it ain't unbreak my heart. Some of you, you're like, Bishop, this thing is, is, is super broke. It, it's an achy, breaky heart. It's, this thing is. It's. He turned it into a church song. <laughs> Your heart's a filter. Look at me, how many contact or glasses wears in the room? All right, how many, your vision, your vision is good so you don't need nothing. Sit down. I'm just joking, I'm just joking. Here's what your heart does, it filters. Watch me, watch me. Okay, no, seriously, okay wait, stop, stop, stop. Watch me, everything, everything that you see You see it through a filter that filters your heart. So now I got this filter on, so I can't see you as you are. I see you through what I've been through. So if you've been through issues with leaders, now every leader you see is the leader that hurts you. If you've been through issues with men, now you got an art with men. Any man say anything to you, you got a negative attitude. Y'all not saying nothing. You went through an issue with one woman, now you got an issue with all women, and so everything's filtered because you have one bad experience in Denver, you hate the city now. Can't stand these people. <laughs> I understand <laughs> that that could happen. It's a filter. Here's the thing I can't see you as you are, I got a filter on, and you know what's funny everywhere I look. I see it through my filter. So nothing is as it really is. Everything is as I am. So now you're telling people to fix stuff that ain't wrong with them. But it's actually because of what's going on with your heart. I wish you touched your neighbor and say, the Lord's going to fix my heart today. So watch. But this is one filter. Somebody else in your row got another filter. And so now, watch this. They're looking at the same thing. But they don't see it as it is. They see it through their filter. So watch this. So because your father abandoned you, you have daddy issues. So now you become a preemptive rejecter. I'm going to reject you, but you, I'm going to get you before you get me. And so then you wonder why you can't have good relationships. You can't have good relationships because every time there's an issue, you threaten to blow up the ship. What do you mean? Every time there's a problem, you out the door. Y'all not talking to me. But then somebody else on your road has got a whole nother filter because of what they've been through. And the issue is, watch this, if no one tells you, the glasses is off. Take the filter off. You will go through life thinking it's everybody else but you. And this is a tough message, right? Because we wanted to blame everybody else. The devil made me do it. Darlene made me do it. (laughs) Watch me. You ready? Proverbs 4.23. Let me show you the Bible. Keep your heart with all vigilance, from it flow the springs of life. Look at me, it says, keep your heart because out of your heart comes your life. I'm gonna say it again, keep your heart because out of it comes your life. That word keep in Hebrew means watch, which means I gotta watch my heart because my heart is sneaky. My heart will change the truth to match what I want it to be. You ever seen everything you needed to see about somebody but because you wanted to believe something different about somebody, your heart changed the narrative? They didn't actually mean that when they said, I hate your guts and can't stand you. They were just having a rough morning. <laughs> it's quiet in the church. Now, now, now I this. Then it means observe over time, which means I got to look at my heart over time. Anywhere you've seen a cycle, it is trying to communicate something. Anywhere you see a circle, what does that mean? You're repeating something. It's trying to communicate something to you. You, But you have to observe it over time. See, watch this. Everybody you even pick is telling you something about you. See see how quiet I get in the church? And I'm not just talking, because some of y'all are like, I'm bishop, I'm married. Oh, no, the friends, too. Anybody you pick to be around you, amazingly enough, we pick our Judas. Jesus picked Judas to sit at his table. A Judas is never from out there. It's always somebody sitting at your table. Would you touch your neighbor and say, check your table, check your table. I pray that every Judas get up from your table and dismiss themselves. I pray that the rest of this year be a Judas free year. If you believe that, release a praise right there. What's a Judas? Somebody that sees you as a come up. What's a Judas? Somebody that sees you as a way to get to what they want and they'll use you on their way up. Then it means to inspect, here's the line, to inspect for hidden things injected. Whoa. If it's hidden, how in the world would I be able to know it's there? Well, God says, I got a way. Let me ask you. Can somebody tell me what color toothpaste is in this? I hear white. Shh. (laughs) Actually, I don't know. This is a different one, so we're going to find out together. I don't know. What do you think? I heard white. I heard green. Red. Where you get your toothpaste from? <laughs> Blue with sparkles. Here's the deal. Here's the deal. We about to, we're literally about to all find out together because I don't know. This is a different one. I don't know either. It's a mystery. And that's kind of the point, y'all. Say hidden things. If I judge it by the exterior... Everybody in here filtered it. I heard white. I heard blue. I heard red. Evidently, you got Kool-Aid for toothpaste. I'm just joking. Watch. The Bible says in Jeremiah, and we'll look at it in a minute. Actually, go there now. Jeremiah chapter 17, verse number 10. It says that the Lord allows tests and pressure. This is white. At the 915 he was blue. For some of you that were here at the 915, you filtered new through old. So watch this. You looked at a new day like it was an old day because you had your filter on and didn't even know it. Would you lift your hands and say, Lord, clean my heart? So now you're judging a new opportunity based on the last one. You're judging a new friendship based on the last one. You're judging a new church based on your last one. I ain't your last pastor. I didn't hurt you. Y'all ain't talking to me. Just look at the Bible. Vigilance is the ability to maintain concentrated attention over a prolonged period of time to detect the appearance of stimuli. Stop. Whatever makes you react is showing you something in your heart. Even in a message, there are certain things that you respond to. There are certain things that make you stand up. Certain things that make you, you know, stank face when, when the word is coming. When it's so good, you just smell like something stinks. Like That's when the word is real good. It's, it's so good, it got some stank on it. Like. Things that stimulate you are revealing something about your heart. See, there are certain trigger words that when you hear, it reveals that something's going on in your heart. So when you hear certain words, "Uh -uh, uh-uh, uh-uh, ain't nobody finna say that to me. Y'all ain't talking to me there's certain, there certain people that you prejudge that you don't like because they remind you. you remi- they remind you of something from your past. So now you got an attitude with somebody you don't even know. She looked like uh, Darlene's cousin. Yeah. I don't like her. I don't like her. Mm-mm. I don't like her. I don't like her. It's quiet in the church. Check this out. Whenever something stimulates you, you need to look at that. That's the key to say, look. Whenever you find yourself upset, you need to say, look. Whenever you find yourself wanting to snap, crack, or and pop, look. See, God says, I'm putting pressure so you can see what's in there. Because there's stuff in there that you're not paying attention to that you won't understand unless I put pressure. Go to that scripture for me in Jeremiah 17, verse 10. S- somebody said the pressure's good for me. I search the heart and test the mind. Now, basically, I thought you said mind and heart the same. Uh, there's two different Hebrew words here. One, heart, like I've told you, is mind. Mind here means the stuff that even you try to hide from God. It means the stuff that you tried to suppress. The stuff you tried to forget. Let's tell the truth. We've all had some stuff we tried to suppress and forget. We've all had some stuff that we're like, I don't even, I, and people ask you about, like, I don't even remember. Do you remember the time? No, I do not remember the time. I don't. <laughs> I don't. Do you remember? No, I did not. On the phone till dawn, till three. No, I did not remember. I don't even like the phone on my ear like that. (laughs) We're going to do that for altar call. Um, Test. Somebody say test. Test means put pressure on it. He says, I put pressure on your heart so that you can see what it is. And then look at this last part. It says, and I give to you according to the fruit of your deeds. Stop. He says, everybody else judge you for what you did with your hands. I was looking at what you did with your heart. That's why there are certain things that we do when we do them for the wrong heart, we get no reward. Because God says, I was looking at the heart behind it. Can I get you to lift both of your hands and say, my heart is next? My heart is next. So that word springs. So remember, Keep your heart, Proverbs 4.23, with all vigilance and from it flow the springs of life. The word springs there means this, the farthest you can go in life. That comes from your heart. Your lid for your life comes from your heart. You can't go further than your heart will let you go. I said, the Bible says God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and love and a sound heart. Which means if your heart ain't right, you're going to live in fear. When your heart ain't right, you're going to live scared, everything falling and breaking down and crashing. I don't know who this is for, but I rebuke your fear. Come on. I rebuke you thinking, watch this, that God ain't got you. I don't know who I'm talking to, but I rebuke you thinking that this is how you're going out. I just need you to say, I rebuke my fear. I rebuke. Watch. Not only is it the furthest you can go in life, it's the friends you have in life. That's determined by your heart. You pick friends. Watch this. Your heart picks friends for you. And sometimes you will pick people that represent where you've been, not where you're going. And you have a loyalty to them you don't even have to the Lord. This is my friend. Watch this. they represent who you were, which is why it's so difficult for you to change now. Because you're attached to who represents you of who you were. So all the conversations are about the past. Remember when this, remember when that, remember when this. You need some people that are gonna not watch this, dwell on the past, but let's make some new memories. Let's do some new things. Somebody holler new! Look, furthest you can go, the friends you have, the way you feel about life situations. If you feel like, oh, life is so hard, that's from your heart. If you feel like everybody's victimizing you, that's from your heart. The way you feel comes from your heart. Isn't that deep? So if you wake up, I just feel so discouraged. Your heart did that to you. I just feel, how do you wake up discouraged? Well, let's tell the truth. Haven't we all been there? Okay, so y'all going to lie like that in church. Okay, all right. The next thing, the future you create, your heart determines your future. Because your heart determines your habits and your habits create your future. I'm going to say it again. Your heart determines your habits and your habits create your future. I'm going to say it again. Your heart determines your habits and your habits determine your future. The future we create is totally predicated upon our heart. Then the flow of life that you have. All of this is from that word springs. Then the fruit you produce in life. Whatever you have to show, it came from your heart. So if there's nothing to show, That means your heart, watch this, while it has been working, hear me, it's not been living. You've been functioning, but you've not been fulfilling. Mm. And I came for everybody in here where you've just been going through the routine of life. I came to watch this. Every now and then you got to... You got to get a charge so that your heart can come back to life. I came today to give somebody a charge to say, it's time for you to come back to life. It's time for you to wake up with joy. Time for you to wake up with passion. Time for you to wake up saying, this is the day that the Lord has made and I shall rejoice and be made glad in it. I come against your discouragement. I come against your depression. I come against you feeling like it ain't working. I need you to throw your hands up. Say, my heart is next. Watch. It also determines the way you fight battles in life. That comes from your heart, so it comes from my heart. And that's important because there's a certain way you learn to fight. Um, When I was coming up, it was a simple rule. You hit me? Matter of fact, we wrote a whole song. You probably don't know that one. I don't know. That's just it. The hit me and I hit you back. I, I don't know. Just YouTube it. I, I think that's the name of the song. Uh, what's this? That's a different version. <laughs> <laughs> you got the trap version. Okay, watch. <laughs> Listen guys. So, 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 I remember, I remember one time. I told y'all this story before. I was in school, this little kid, I had hair. I had thick hair too. Anybody ever seen the movie, or, I mean the TV show Moesha? I met Moesha's dad. I, so I had thick hair, I had thick hair, I had thick hair, and this little boy, this little boy was messing with me. Doesn't even say he was messing with Bishop. I don't mess with nobody. You do you, I'm over here doing my thing. I was on the, I was on the playground trying to make deals. <laughs> I was like, look here, you get this done for me. <laughs> and you can have my fries off my, off my plate tomorrow. Wanna to make a deal? I was making deals, getting people saved. I was having church at the playground. I had a choir and everything, you understand? No, that ain't no joke, I really did. I really did. I Listen, I, I had, I, listen to me, I had church. I lined everybody up. I had a whole minister staff. <laughs> Praise and worship leader. So this little boy starts messing with me. He starts messing with me, he throws rocks, the little pebbles, and the pebbles get in my hair. And he's, he's messing with me, he's messing with me, he's messing with me. And so I go to the paraprofessional. Her name was Carolyn. And I went to the paraprofessional. I said, do you see what he's doing to me? And she's laughing. he. I said, ma'am, I may have been born here, but I was raised in Memphis. So I'm going to give him a Memphis response. I wish you'd stop judging me with your tone of face. There's a lot of judgment in this room right now. And so he kept doing it. So then he jumped on my back. And, and, and he, had a, he had a mucus control problem. Come on. And if you know anything about me, you know I don't... Like, get me a whole vial of sanitizer. I just want to. <sighs> so he jumps on my back. Now, I'm not encouraging any of my young people to do this. But he jumped on my back. He's doing all that, threw rocks in my hair. He stabbed me in the back with something. My black was beaten. This was a whole situation. So I'm hollering out. The parapet, she's just watching He. So I said, well, evidently, I didn't prayed and cried. <laughs> cried and prayed. <laughs> I said, there's only one way to resolve this. And here's what I'll tell you. After I did what I did, I saw that enemy no more again. <laughs> I'll leave it right there. What was the point? I had been taught that, watch this. Watch this. You don't let mm, you don't allow yourself. Come on to just be beat down. Watch this. The way you fight in life comes from your heart. Were you taught? Watch this in your family that whenever there's an issue, everybody shut down and nobody talk. Because that's how you deal with obstacles. Or were you taught whenever there's a problem, we walk up to it and we face it head on and we handle it? I come to tell some of y'all there's certain things that the reason it keeps coming back is because you won't face it head on and take its head off. And watch this. And God says that comes from your heart. But somebody say that's got to change today. Why? Because we are God's weapon. Remember, the name of the series is Weapons of Our Warfare. Well, check this out. We are actually God's weapon. In Jeremiah fifty-one twenty. You are my hammer and weapon of war. Stop. God says you're my weapon. But check this out. If we are His weapon, but our heart's not right, it's going to affect how we fight. So watch this. We'll run from things. We'll avoid tough conversations. We'll avoid dealing with issues, all because our heart tells us. Watch this. Don't fight. Take flight. Don't deal with it. Let it deal with you. If it comes up again, I'm going to say something. Now, realizing you let that thing brew and simmer. So when it comes up again, it's got some stink on it. Are you here? So, let's get it. Recognizing when your heart isn't healthy, then rectifying it is crucial. Watch me, because repetition is more powerful than revelation. Whatever we do repeatedly, it's more powerful than revelation. That's why we can come in church, hear a word, hear a message, and be like, wow, that's good.
0: That's good, sir.
1: Then you go right back out and repeat what you've been doing. Why? Because repetition is more powerful than revelation. Say it with me. Repetition is more powerful than revelation. Say it again, please. Repetition is more powerful. So, what I gotta do is make sure that my repetition doesn't outweigh my revelation because Jeremiah 17:9 says, The heart is deceitful above all things, and it's desperately sick. Stop. The Bible says, Your heart will lie more than the devil. You lie to you more than anybody else lies to you. And it's desperately what? Sick. Who can understand it? Stop telling people to follow their heart. That's not Bible. Stop telling people what's in your heart. Stop! That's not Bible. Let's tell the truth. How many of y'all, you didn't ask somebody what to do and they didn't told you something like that? Tell the truth. All right? Please know that that ain't in the Bible. Oh, just go after your passion. Okay. All right. Okay? You're only passionate about what you're good at. So if you get good at something else, you'll become passionate about it. If you follow your passion, what you're doing is going in a circle sometimes. Why? Because you are only watch this passion about what you think you're good at. So you never give yourself an opportunity to become great at something else. And I need you to know, watch this, you're not a monolithic individual. What does that mean? You don't just have one thing you're good at. I need you to know you're sitting next to somebody that's good at several different things, which means you can't box yourself in because, watch this, the God, you and I believe it is a God that has no box. Would you lay your hands on yourself say, I'm a renaissance man or woman, whatever you are. What does that mean? There's many things I can do well. Don't you box me in. So watch this. Here it is. I'm about done. So, look at this, Jeremiah 17.10. Remember, he says, I put pressure. I test the heart and the mind. I test your heart, and then I test that stuff that you hid from me. See, with this toothpaste, there's, what's this? I said it to 9.15. I don't know about you, but one of the most interesting things about human beings is that we're going to get every little piece, every little ounce of this toothpaste that we possibly can. It costs you dollar $1.94. But you are determined that not one, Get some more in there. And it, don't let your kids talk about, daddy, mama, we out of toothpaste. You go, oh, no, we ain't, roll that up. I wish y'all tell me the truth. I wish y'all tell me the truth. Roll that up. Mm-mm, no, no. mm-mm, there's some more in there. So y'all just so wasteful, but it is wasteful spirit. Kids in other countries ain't got no toothpaste in you. So God says, I put pressure so I can show you what's in your heart. God allows tests to show us what's in our heart. Look at me. So we can change, not complain. A lot of times when this is happening, look at all this mess. Somebody got to clean this up. Look at all this mess. And then right when you think, okay, God, I'm good. He's like, "Mm -mm, there's some more in there. Right when you're like, I've dealt with every ounce of bitterness. He was like, except that part you hid about your mama except that part you hit and it's more in there. And he keeps putting pressure, watch this, not to kill you. He keeps putting pressure because he says, listen, for what I'm about to do for you, I need you to be able to keep it and not just get it. Hear me, your days of getting and not being able to keep are over. I don't know who I'm talking to today, but watch this, in the last few months of this year, which is gonna be the best part of this year, you're gonna walk into some things, watch this, that you ain't gonna have to worry about losing. I wish you throw both your hands up and say, my heart, my heart is next. So what's in our hearts comes out in our habits. That's how we speak and how we act. Look at this scripture. I was going to pick another one, but I decided to go with this one. Because um, I looked at this one I was like,
0: mm. This
1: is a stinking scripture. Look at this scripture. It says, how sick is your heart, declares the Lord God. Because you did all these things. Can you read the last part with me? The deeds of a brazen prostitute. Brazen means you out there. And you know you out there. And you don't even care that you know you out there. No judgment. What is a prostitute? You exchange the use of your body for money. I ain't never done that. You exchange their disloyalty to have somebody to go to eat with. God says, You did these things that were totally wrong, brazen. That's like somebody say, Don't touch my glasses. don't touch the glasses, huh? But who looks like a fool? Y'all know this don't look right with all these glasses on. Look at me. Look at me. God says, what's in your heart comes out in your habits. How you speak. You ever met somebody just negative? That's in their heart. That's why when we say things like, speak life, That's hard. Why? Because their heart's negative. Mm. Have you ever had to repeat yourself multiple times to people? Can I tell you why? Because their heart wasn't to do it. If the heart was to do it, they would have figured it out so that they wouldn't have to keep repeating the same thing over and over again. Whenever you have to repeat yourself, it's an indication that there's a heart issue. Are you ready? So here's a few signs of an unhealthy heart. One, an unsubmitted heart. This is a stubborn heart. Say stubborn heart. This heart fights to be right even when it's wrong. This heart confuses visual compliance with submission. It's doing versus desire. See, visual compliance means I did it. (laughs) Submission is I did it because I wanted to do it because you wanted me to do it. Jesus didn't want to die, contrary to popular belief. He says, Father, if it's possible, let this cup pass from me. Nevertheless, what was nevertheless? Submission. He said, not only do I want to do it, he says, I want to do it because you want me to do it because I'm submitted. Whenever you struggle with an unsubmitted heart, you will be stubborn and it will take you 50 years to do what should have taken you 15 minutes. I need everybody that felt like you've been in delay to lift one hand and say no more delay. No more delay. Yeah, when you break your stubbornness, then you come off a delay. There are certain things God says, I'm not doing it and I'm not doing it because I can. not I'm not doing it because I don't want to. I'm doing it because your heart's not right. Here's the second type of a heart. Uh, an unfaithful heart this heart is uncommitted this heart has been abandoned so it abandons whenever commitment creates discomfort this heart says watch this i'm feeling a little uncomfortable about the amount of commitment that requires so this heart this heart it calls it wisdom it's not wisdom what says it is an unfaithful heart this is the heart that every time things get tough in a the relationship they want to quit and the tough was who left the fruit loops out it ain't even nothing serious. This heart wants to blow the ship up every time It's a little rocket and shaking. Shaking and rocking. And it, the problem with an unfaithful heart is then you will produce unfaithful people around you. Why? Because they don't trust your commitment. So because they can't trust your commitment, watch this, they now lessen up on their commitment to you. So now watch this. Now your filter says, see, I knew you were going to do this, but you created it. The third heart's an unprincipled heart. This heart's untruthful. It's a concealer, a deceitful. What does it mean to conceal? This heart will answer your question, but not the spirit of your question. Where were you at at five? Were you at the store? I was not at the store at five o'clock yesterday. No, I'm good and doggone well. The spirit of the question is, tell me everywhere you went yesterday. I don't like it, but it's true. This heart uses and lies too. This heart will use you for what it can get from you. Then this heart will lie to you about the fact that it is using you. Mm -hmm. This heart, watch this, its word can't be trusted and its actions never match its words. So you'll listen to this heart and you'll be lullabied by what this heart says. They say the right things. But then when it's come to produce and to perform, oops, whoops. I didn't have a chance to do it. No, tell the truth. You didn't want to do it. Because people do what they want. Don't ever let anybody tell you. I could. Just say, listen, just tell me the truth. You didn't want to. I, can res- I ain't going to fool with you, but I'd at least respect you if you told me that truth. Here's the next heart. You ready? You ready? Yes, I'm hitting them fast. The untruthful heart. This is different than unprincipled because the untruthful heart creates false truths to avoid rejection. This heart will create a whole fake narrative that never happened, has never even accidentally been close to happening. But it fits their narrative to avoid rejection. So this heart, watch this, whenever rejection is perceived, this heart rebels. So this heart, this heart, watch me, this heart throws tantrums. This heart throws silent treatment. This heart has attitude face. Ooh, y'all ain't talking to me. This heart has, I just need a moment, which means the whole week. So it keeps a problem longer than a day because the reality is, is what it's concealing is something far greater than what the issue is. It creates a false truth. This heart will say, watch this, it will make up What's the term? Alternative facts. Hear me, me there's no such thing as alternative facts. (laughs) There's the facts. What there is is your filtered facts. Just because you don't like the news don't mean it's fake news. The unsoftened heart. This heart is hardened and calloused because it's been hurt. A callous grows over a place where there's been some rubbing, some pain. Mm Mm-hmm. And this heart can't heal nor forgive because pride won't let it see properly. This is a bitter heart. It's hard. And every time it softens, it feels stupid. Every time it does something nice for you, gave somebody a dollar. Now you're talking about I ain't going to do nothing else for nobody else though. You gave one person a compliment and they didn't say nothing back to you. See, this is why I'm not, this is why I don't do that is hard. And the problem with a hard heart is that it often has to be dropped to, so that it can so that it can. Sometimes the only way to deal with a hard heart is you have to hurt that heart to get that heart to soften. You ready? Here's the last one, an unfocused heart. This heart in James chapter 1 verse 8. It literally means it's split in half, whoa. Half of you's with my enemy, half of you's with me, which means I have none of you. He's a double-minded man, double heart. Can you say heart like you from Southern California? Heart. Unstable in all his ways. Look at me, when you have an unfocused heart, One day you want to do this, the next day you want to do this, the next day you want to do this. The next day they love you, the next day they ain't sure, the day after that they praying. On Sunday they love harvest, on Monday they don't know. On Tuesday they think you're the best thing since sliced bread. On Wednesday they're just examining their options. We all got options. Mm. You don't know which one of them you're getting. Like, is this the nice you today, or is this the you with attitude? Is this the kind you today, or is this the you with attitude? Is this the you that came to give God glory today, or is this you the you that think that, watch this, you didn't come to worship, you came to be worshipped. It's unfocused. So this heart is unstable. You know, watch this, an unfocused heart, because there's a lack of stability. Ooh. 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 There's a lack of stability with this heart. This heart is never firm, solid. This heart is always, and if you ask this heart, it'll say, I'm just real chill. I'm just real laid back. Now I'm not knocking you if that's what you're saying. Somebody, this unfocused heart you're never focused on accomplishing anything. So you become a victim to everything. So if the storm blows, you're like, I guess I'm not supposed to do that. Or maybe the storm was designed to see if you would get some strength to press through. I need you, watch this. How many of us, what I just described, you saw some of you at one point or another? Come on, let's tell the truth. If your neighbor didn't raise their hand, they're lying and there's an uh, untruthful. Because we all have, right? But guess what we're about to do? (laughs) We're about to ask God to heal our heart. Look at me. Psalm 5110. Here it is. This is David. He said, We've looked at the scripture the last three experiences. I know. Because repetition is more powerful than revelation. Say it with me. Repetition is more powerful than revelation. Here it is. Creating me a clean heart. How is he going to do that? He's going to say, Let me put pressure to get all of this stuff out of here. Now the heart's clean. I got every little bit of something that could come out of there, out of there. And when your heart's clean, I can now fill you with what I want you full of, not what life has filled you with. Are you hearing me? Created me a what? Clean heart. Say clean heart. heart. He says create. In other words, he's like, God. Filtering everything can you just take the filters away so I can start fresh so I can see people as they are I can see you as you are I can see my life as it is instead of through the filters of a dirty heart say Lord created me a clean heart say it again say created me a clean heart say lord created me a clean heart and renew a right spirit within me can i get you to take 60 seconds and seal that prayer with worship
0: One app, over 300,000 travel experiences you'll remember. Do more with Viator. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered JumbaCasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. <laughs>